to the Guinness World Record holding Bondazi Fire. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Fondazi Fire, and this is a show that asks a simple question, what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but since this is a podcast, we're going to be giving you the ins and the outs of how a world record holding fire performance group operates. I am your host, Adam the Rambaro Soko, joined as always by my lovely and beautiful co-host, Katie Mighty Mouse Matryoshka. Hello. And our wonderful, amazing producer, Teresa. Hello. And today we are trying to answer the question, what is up with the Fondazi band? And of course, to answer it, we are joined by the one and only Fondazi band. So welcome, Alan, Kristen, and Rarely. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Our fans have been asking to know more about you. So let's start it off with a really simple question. What is it that you love most about performing? Legally, I'm required to say, I, the, because we have a great Rambara. Right. <laughs> now that that's out of the way. I'll pay you later. <laughs> Real. <laughs> I think that's part of it, is the group you work with. Like, getting to work. I have been in a few different bands, and honestly, like, being with Kristen and Alan at this point, being, performing with them is one of, like, it's just so happy. It's so, I love making music with them. It's the best feeling just, and when we're in practice or on the stage together, um, putting together new pieces of music or just playing around because there's that energy that goes between us. And it's, uh, it's the people. Yes. And the dancers on the stage, of course, you know, and all of us as a big old Fondazi family, like that makes it. So that's one of my favorite parts. Also, we play some pretty kick-ass music. Like, it sounds good. <laughs> I agree with that. That is very true. I, I would agree with all of that. That's, yeah, I think I perform in a lot of different capacities and different styles of music and things. And this is my favorite, you know, to play with you guys specifically and to play the music that we play. It's a lot of fun. And we just bounce off each other really well. I, I think for, for me, I really enjoy every minute of hanging out. I mean, I never really consider this uh, like, a, like a job or a task or even a, even an effort. You know, I mean, I put effort into it, but I never uh, approached this as a, a challenge um, that I had to overcome. It was more like it was a calling. You know, I, I, when, uh, when we play, I, I get excited. Hey, it's, it, hey, we're, let's get together and play. I am always, you know, happy to, to, to find everybody and get together and play, whether we're playing just with us as practice or getting all the way up on the stage and getting to perform in front of people. So, I mean, the, the, the chance, it's like it progressively gets better. We start with the band and we have awesome uh, performers and people who really love to contribute and have fun. And then we get the dancers and then we have, we get to play for awesome dancers who are doing some incredibly cool, fun things for everybody. And then we get that next ring, we get to add, the, we get to add the audience. And now we have all this energy from three different places kind of swirling together. Well, I was going to say, Alan said that a lot better than I was going to. I was like, oh, yeah, no, like 100% all of it swirling together. Such a beautiful image, Alan. That, that really, really was nice. I went to school for English literature. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny. We, um, when we, uh, so when Kristen joined us, uh, we were we were saying hi, figuring each other. Kristen and I both went to the same college, um, different 
years apart, um, a few years apart, but we all figured out we're English majors. All three of you? All three of us. All oh, English, English majors. Nice. Yep. And so is the producer. I'm trying to figure out how to make it the secret band name, like the secret English major club or something like right, that. Right, right. You can uh, just be called the majors. The gooder band? The gooder band. <laughs> <laughs> the majors. The majors. What, does, what does that stand for? It stands for the English majors. That's right. so where we are. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm curious. You guys all talked about performing in different capacities. Could you quickly tell us what those other capacities are? Oh, sure. I um, Mostly what I've done, I mean, I grew up learning orchestral music or classical music, and I played orchestra in high school and stuff like that. But then after school, it's mostly been um, theater productions. I play in um, pits for theater, community theater productions, and that, and semi-professional theater productions and that's been my great love over the past decade and a half something like that it's how I met my husband so you know that was good but this is <laughs> this it, is it worked out and <laughs> <laughs> right how about how about you so like Kristen I went to uh, when I was you know middle school high school I played percussion um and was okay at it I, like I, I loved it I learned a lot from it but um it was when I, my dad got me my first hand drum when I was some years old, like 13, 14, and just kind of rolled with it from there. And that was, so I've never actually been formally trained on any of the hand drum stuff that I do. Um, just, it's all been picking it up from other people as I go along. Um, Isn't that how everyone trains on hand drum? Technically, there are teachers, right? Are there? <laughs> I've, I've only had ever seen it done the other way. <laughs> Not your way. I could say I remember Jim from Black Isles. He he was yes. a teacher, and he was taught by a couple other people that we know. So there are some definite perks to having actual instructors. But you know, we've uh, muddled through, and I probably do things. I'm sure there's going to be like some other drum nerd out there who's be like, "Well," but that's fine. They can. I'll I'll carry on with my awesome, you know, mang- mash together kit. Um, which has gotten me in a few other bands. So I, I play with a couple other bands here and there, um, much less here and there since COVID. <laughs> um, so um, it's been, but that's been kind of, you know, where I found my love of, I haven't, you know, read a sheet of music in almost 20 years, I think. So uh, I didn't start playing music till I was way, way an adult. I was uh, over 30. So um, I hadn't played any music before that. So my my long list of legendary bands that I was in is much shorter than probably a lot of people. Uh, I have played, I started off playing in bar bands and things like that, played a lot of cover bands, uh, things like that. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I started playing at the festival. I was recruited effectively from a pirate band. Uh, they affect, they said, Hey, uh, you play guitar. And I'm like, I kind of do. <laughs> so like, uh, here, you here, go play with us. And I played with this gigantic band. It was like 12 people in this band. It was massive. And, uh, we were out for like one season. And then after that, uh, I broke away and I, I did a band for about four or five years at a festival. Uh, some people may remember it. it we call ourselves Bramblebush and we played out quite a bit, uh, at festival and, and other shows around town. We played like O'Gara's and whatever. And then, uh, and then uh, I uh, was recruited into Fondazi. So, uh, and that's pretty much the my sole music outlet right now. And it's great for me because I have kids in high school and 
you know, and just kind of, uh, it, it gives me enough opportunity to be creative and have a great time. And it's at the same time, stay in music while, you know, being a full-time dad and, and, and husband and stuff. And speaking of, you know, getting recruited at festival, what is it that you guys love most about working out there? I will, first of all, say, um, that I think that the thing I like most about the festival is just, uh, the, uh, participants that are in the festival, the other people, the other, that, that makes it a lot of fun. I mean, I've played like at bars, I played at, I played at like Irish Fest and I played at all these different things. Um, and they're, those are fun, but the festival that we play in and what we do is a lot more like a big giant family, which, which means that sometimes we argue like but uh you know I, that that is always a, a lot of fun I, I like coming back every year and seeing familiar faces or the new faces that have been added and changed and things like that so it's like a family reunion every year for me which is why i think i like the best about it it's it's funny for me because i i mean i remember i went to the festival as a patron the first time ever when i was like 13 i think and all I wanted after that was to play out there. I, I dreamed of like getting friends together, making a little group and doing something where we would get to play. All I wanted was to be out there all the time. And it, you know, it's taken a while mm-hmm. <laughs> for it to get to this point, but here I am. Um, so I guess you could say cheesily that it's sort of a dream come true for me. My little adolescent self is super happy. Um, but my my inner child is happy. Well, the, the timing could not have been better bringing you into the group. And it, I will I will say, Kristen, that out of everybody, you are actually my personal number one pick. Aww. Like when we needed a violinist, I would like you're the first person that I said. I was like, I know this person. She's amazing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I always say I should have joined earlier, though. When you say the timing is perfect, that's funny because I'm like, no, I should have joined like <laughs> ten years ago Uh-oh. because then I would have like had babies at the same time as you guys. And like, I don't know, it just felt like I was supposed to be there before, but it's good to be here now. And, um, and like Alan said, it is such a family that, and it, and it's also, you know, again, it's sort of a cliche, but just sort of saying that you step into another world when you're out there. I think that's true for us, even being behind the scenes just as much as it is for the patrons. So I think it is sort of like a, little mad magic camp <laughs> every weekend you know we go out there and like it's 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 not the real world you know true it's, it's funny that you say that because we were talking to mark Lazarczyk and he said the same thing about it, it was like this big camp in fact some, somebody was just asking us today like what's it like not having festival this year i'm like well have you seen the weather because it's been absolutely stinking <sighs> perfect every weekend <laughs> like today can you imagine like the weekend after labor day and we have this kind of saturday <laughs> yeah it's right the best photography weather ever oh, it, the fire would have popped so well although you know right after we said that on labor day last week we said that and then immediately it started raining oh, well, so i was that, like okay well so as we've talked in a previous podcast, this is my first year not doing the Minnesota Renaissance Festival since I was born. Um, there are people I only see for two months out of the entire year, and I've been seeing them for two months out of the entire year, my entire life. And I consider them really close and family. And so like right now with COVID and not really being able to see people, I'm not as, it's not hitting me as hard as I think it's hitting some people because I also have that that mental, I guess I'm not used to it, but like where I say, 
you know, I, I'll see you in 10 months. And then we pick right up back up again when we're, we left off. And that's a lot of what I love about festival and my Fondazi family. And, but also the other people I never get to see otherwise. And just, we kind of just pick right up where, where we left off. Um, and it's, you know, we, we talk and we can chat with each other's lives and, you know, the whole lots of things have changed and some things remain the same. <laughs> and, but also getting to see it through my children's eyes right now, like watching them grow up out there as well. And the magic that it brings to them and the, you know, getting to meet people you would never meet in the real, you know, in the real world and getting experiences that you would never, you know, the plethora of difference and different perspectives, but also acceptance and joy and, you know, fig the, the, the rites of passage of figuring out who you are and like where you fit in and what it is you, who it is you are, what it is you do, you know, being able to try on a lot of different hats all at the same time. Um, that's one of the things I love about festival and the people out there. And then the patrons too, they, cause the patrons get that feeling like how many patrons come out to festival doing things they would never do <laughs> in their regular everyday life. And sometimes that's, you know, get drunk and do things they shouldn't. But a lot of times that's, you know, a lot of times that's wear clothing that they feel super comfortable in or like be sassy when they wouldn't normally be sassy or they, you know, get to, you know, just kind of feel maybe a little more like themselves. And that's, I guess, one of the things that I love is that growing up out there, I don't know any different. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out what do normal people do in the fall in Minnesota? I think right. that that's a lot right of now. us that we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, my entire adult mm -hmm. career I've been doing Fondazi. Right. Yeah. So ever since college. So I don't know, have you figured it out? No. Uh, I think a lot of people do camping and go up north. Well, see, I was I was an adult way before I got into music and way before I got into do uh, Fondazi. So it, this year has uh, has kind of been like um, a callback to my former life where I was just this boring person who worked all day and then <laughs> did house projects and you know I, I didn't do it didn't know anything about uh, things like performing and things like that. So uh, I, I think I sunk into that okay this year, but also. Um, I remember talking to somebody on one of the private boards that pe we have at festival, you know, a bunch of people talking, whatever, Facebook or whatever. And they're, they were lamenting the, the, the missing of the season. And one thing I said is, you know, it would be a lot worse for me if it was only me missing the season, but because we're all in this together, we're like the family is together having to wait. Yeah. Then it's, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. We're just like delaying the, the inevitable, you know? So, I, so I would have, whereas like if I, if for something happened, like, I had to do something and I couldn't come out or whatever. I would, it would be really hard, I think for me, but the fact that we all get to do this together, but just a little later, it's, it's, it's a little easier. Yeah. I'd agree with that for sure. Yeah. Does the weather ever affect your guys's uh, song choices on what you want to play? Oh. during? The day? <laughs> if it's going to rain, we're playing fast. <laughs> yes. If it just rained, we're playing slower <laughs> so mm -hmm. that you guys don't kill yourselves. It's in the middle of a downpour. We're still up there. Yep. And, if it's cold in the morning, maybe, maybe we don't play really fast, really quick. Right. Yeah, it's the cold for me more than anything. Yeah. You know, that's it's a strange thing to have uh, a stringed instrument uh, in in the cold. It it is for some reason, and I don't know. Uh, plus, there being acoustic, like if I had, if I had electric guitar or something, it'd probably be a lot easier. But an acoustic, 
stringed instrument is very, very difficult to move your fingers. They do not want to move very fast. And, and uh, so a lot of times before we go on stage, when it's cold, I, I mean, we do whatever we can to warm our hands, you know, oh, yeah. so. And the vocal yeah. cords work the same way. Getting, getting going on those cold days is really tough. Everything's so tight. Every time I have to pick up my doom back, it's metal, oh. my <laughs> metal doom back when it's cold. I'm like, oh God, it's so cold. <laughs> and it just freezes my hands while I'm trying to play oh, it. It's goodness. like nestled in like right in the, you know, warmest <laughs> part of my armpit. And, so, yeah. You know, it's funny is this, this is the first band I've been in that I hadn't had to sing and I haven't had to sing out at a festival. And the thing about festival is that because it's seven weekends long it's and it's a long day, being a vocalist out there, it's a, it's really, really hard on, on the vocalist. So everybody who's out there who's doing vocalists uh, every week, weekend, uh, I feel you. I'm, I'm your biggest fan. Uh, I know what it's like, and it is a lot of work. So it is nice to not have to, to, to sing. And so uh, that, that is, that is a, a big benefit of, of not having to deal with the weather. We do have mm-hmm. to listen to, uh, we do have to listen to Ron Barrow calling for Romy, but I think, I don't think the weather affects that too much. <laughs> not usually. Not, not since we got the microphones. <laughs> that helps a lot. Right. Before, Raider Lee just had to yell at me, keep shredding your vocal cords. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing up here. <laughs> Warm up. Project. Yes. Raider Lee helped me learn how to project. <sighs> There's a little inside, little, little inside now thing. Uh, some, some uh, bands, uh, you know, from around festival who I, who I speak to, and I had been obviously in a band for a long time, really have this like, uh, like battle with all the people who have microphones on stage. Cause a lot of times, you know, they're in another area, but the microphone microphone stages are carrying mm-hmm. over. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. big battle. That's a little internal, little internal knowledge. If you ever are at a stage with somebody listening to their band and they're not mic'd up and there's something else going on, move a little closer, you know, help them out. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, it's not a terribly common thing, especially at Minnesota Renaissance, to have a band that's amplified. Um, I want to know what is your favorite Fondazi song? Not only to play, but to listen to. So I, I think this oh. is hard. I think it. there's different songs that are my favorites in different capacities. Mm-hmm. So... My, my favorite one to play just to play, like if we're, like if we're just as a band rehearsing, I love playing Forget Me Romy for whatever reason. I really love that Mm -hmm. song. But if we're on stage out at fest and we're performing, then it's either Lonesome Boatman or it's Splinters, hands down. Um, Because it has the hula hoops, huh? Yeah. She likes the hula. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I guess. Splinters is a blast. Yeah. I really enjoy that we brought that yeah. one into the repertoire this last season. Splinters. Oh, Splinters, the working it's the working title. This song has not been recorded yet. Yeah. It's what we call it. And we also have- known as the Rings of Death. You know, the you know, thing about Splinters is uh that song has been that song has been in I've been writing that song. I had it written the the A part of that song and part of the B part since 2013 so uh that was sort of written out and i had put it into into play but it was a little slower than when i had done it and i had done it slightly different and uh and it never really we never really took it anywhere that was with uh with uh, heather and stuff and then uh 
we were looking for new material when Kristen came in. You know, we were like, hey, let's do a new album. We got a whole bunch of stuff. And I said, what about this one? And she's like, yeah. She kind of said the same feedback. A little slow. I was a little, like, maybe no. we should change it. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, all right, challenge accepted. So then, uh, you know, so then we went and, when I went and, and changed it up. And uh, but you know, that's the thing about music is uh, it always gets better. And it's true with anything. It always gets better if you're willing to take constructive criticism and and go back instead of just you know, putting your foot down and saying, I created this, this is mine. You know, it's, it's actually, you know, it's, 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 it behooves you to listen to the people who you want to be your audience because they'll tell you what's good and what's not. And then we do that all the time. You know, we listen, we listen to the crowd when we play stuff and what do they like it? Do they not like it? I don't, if I, I could spend six weeks on a song, but if nobody likes it, it, it doesn't, it's not, who cares? <laughs> right. We also have to be careful, like where we put it in the show, you know, we yeah. pay attention to, do yep. we lose the audience? And then we're going to have to change that around for next time. But not splinters because splinters no. close at the end of the show. Splinters always. is a closer. Yeah, as a as the new T-shirt says, it's a showstopper piece. Yes. So, Chris, Kristen, what's funny is that you and I have pretty much the same exact things. I, I love Lonesome Boatman and I love Splinters. I don't know Lonesome Boatman is forever, but you know when we put Splinters in, it's like that's a song I'm home when I'm uh, when I'm cleaning the house or if I'm in the outside. You know, and you're kind of like you know humming stuff i always come back to that song i don't know why it's just it, it makes me smile so so I, I totally i totally know what you mean by by it just being like a, a fun uplifting piece yeah, the, the only problem i mm-hmm. have with lonesome boatman is if i'm listening to it and i just have earbuds and i'm in public all of a sudden you get to the middle and you go Hoo! and people have no idea why that just happened <laughs> can't help myself Unsurprisingly, uh, my two favorite places to play are Lonesome Boatman and Splinters. Um, So, because, I mean, I like playing all of them to different extents. Um, uh, uh, Why can't I remember it? Oh, gosh, Kristen, you wrote this one. It's a really wonderful one. Um, There's only one that I wrote, just me. It's Shadows into Light. Shadows. Um, It's the one where I always think of and this is a really, so the image that it pops into my head is nothing to do with fire. And it's really strange. It's um, people getting on and off steamer ships crossing the Atlantic, coming to America for the first time. So I, it's the one where I pop up and start going on the bass drum with the um, wood end of the sticks instead of the, um, so I no, think that's, that's no, that's new world. No. That's new, new world. world. That's why. Yeah. 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 I wrote part of that one. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. uh, okay, I, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to tell you the story of that one because that's actually really fun. So Kristen um, has this melody that she she has like a fragment of a mel- melody that she wants to do. But I, I think, I don't know, it's like it's like she had to, she had to feel like, because she could have did a great job on her own, but but she, she, uh, she was like, she was just coming into the band and I think she was, I don't know, I, w- I don't want to say put words in her mouth and say she was like intimidated or she felt uh, whatever. But like we, so she and I sat and wrote that song together. And it, I, you know, it's like, all I did was more or less, you know, like give her a nudge and say, be free, man. you know, do what you want to do and, and, and have fun. And she did a whole bunch of it. So it was, and then See, she came and did Shadow and Light after that, which is great. And the way that I remember it is like, I had this melody, but it just wasn't quite right. And it didn't sound, it didn't really have our sound. And then I came over and we were working on it. And it was like, I, I, it, it, there was this kind of push and pull of like, I'm not sure where it should go. And then you sent me like a little guitar thing to go underneath. It was like, boom, that wrote it for me. Like I, that I, one afternoon after that, like I just sat and played with what you sent me and it was, and it was done. 
Yeah, I mean, so what I did was I basically just all I did was put structure to the fragments that you had. And so I just took your pieces and kind of like line them up, you know, I mean, basically. And and uh, so, yeah, sure. You know, it, we did it together. and That was awesome. But it was really it was really it was really your foundation. And I really, really love that song. And I think you said it. you got it. You got it from uh, what was the inspiration for that song? Um, it was the uh, from America from West Side Story. The yeah, yeah. So I wanted that rhythm in it, and so so now it's the da 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 it's really fun. It's a, and and uh, yeah, that's a really bouncy piece. And you know, uh, we we have a lot of bouncy numbers, and and obviously because we're we're a dance troupe, we we have a lot of that, you know. And so so, but that that you know, one thing one thing I appreciate is it's is stuff that sounds it's like our sound, but just a little different. And that's and both of the songs Kristen have done, which has been great. She's been like this influence that has been out. I feel like it's been outside of like our normal rhythm. So that she comes in and says, "Hey, I, I appreciate your rhythm, but here's here's a little stuff to throw into the mix," and and she mixes it up and it comes out really cool. So keep writing songs, Kristen. We we, we love them. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Does anybody else want to comment on how they're finding their inspiration for the Fondazzi sound? I mean, I love it every time we add a member to the band. How the sound changes and it progresses. It's my job, apparently, that's actually like my title. You didn't. Um, under in small print is the um, finder of songs. So I will randomly just message. I'll be like, what about this song? What about this song? And I'll like send over either something inspirational or something that is um, a traditional song. So we can take it pretty much as is. Um, and so Hungarian, we did that with, I found Hungarian, which is also Hungarian folk, which we're, it's a working title as right. well. <laughs> Just for clarification for the audience, uh, Splinters is the song where we bring every single ring that we have onto stage, mm -hmm. and then it ends with two hula hoops. Hungarian Folk is the one that we bring every single staff that we have, including double staffs, onto the stage. And then uh, New World is a quadruple staff piece. It's and done with Chris and Teresa and Adam and myself, and we have staffs and we spin a lot. And we it's actually Adam's baby, in, in my opinion, because Adam was a... Uh, I marched a lot of drum and bugle corps in marching band when I was in high school. So we choreographed that one from a bird's eye view of top down to make sure that there was a lot of switching happening and near collisions yeah, from the eye of the audience. Adam and I really, like, he was bringing stuff in that I was like, what, what are we doing? I had to use like little uh, markers to indicate who was going where and what direction they were getting there. You know, so it's it's been a lot of fun. And that's also a work in progress. It is. Um, and then Shadows, <laughs> the one that Kristen wrote, yes. um, is the fan piece with Teresa and I where we have one fan each. And so that's also a working title. Music. I love your choreography yeah. for that one. We're yeah. going to be hopefully recording these in the upcoming months, right? Before the new festival. So I have a feeling that we'll be able to make that happen. I'm pretty confident we have enough time now uh, before next festival that we're going to be able to get that together. I've been actually writing a bunch of new stuff too. You know, the thing about writing songs is that I, for every one that the audience hears, I write probably seven or eight of them. And then, you know, it's like I write them and I put them on the shelf and then if I don't, if it, if, if it kind of feels stale to me after a week, it's like, okay, that's not, okay, so that's not going anywhere. That brings so. me to another question, Alan. Are, is there any song yeah. that is, stale that you would never want to play ever again if possible 
Oh, we've oh, already decided that. We all have the same answer, right? <laughs> yep. yeah. We d- decreed that we will not ever play Gypsy Waltz again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally fine. You know, I mean, that some things, you know, there. I'm sure there are there are many bands who have those songs that that uh, that are just like, okay, that's that was fine, but but we're not going to do it anymore, and that's okay. That's okay. I I think that we have enough stuff now. At one point, when we first started, you know, years ago. Uh, we, we didn't have that many. We had one album, we had whatever, and we had to repeat every show. And, and now we have many albums worth of stuff and it's okay to, to kind of let things go. There are some pieces that we, you know, that we don't do or ever that, you know, that we'd like to do more. So there, that there, there, there's still music waiting to have choreography right. to. Well, not only that, but it seems like every piece of choreography that we had for that piece, the, the waltz, never really stuck. Yeah, and we, my, my we choreographed of, that one like four times. Right, and we have actually, <laughs> we have a set of choreography that I love yeah. that we never picked back up and used. And it was like one staff, four people. And it, Teresa, do you remember this? Radially, you were still a dancer when we started this. Mm-hmm. When we were going up and back and pushing. And, uh, yeah. and we were seeing it. I love that. Yeah, that was. That again. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need to get that one back. And it has a lot of juggling-esque pieces to it and we have that all on video so yep that's the nice thing about those unused projects like alan was talking about they come back around at some point and those who are patreon subscribers i'm going to post that one this next week on friday so you'll see that video of us i think i might only have the one where it's you and me adam and brett doing it but i know i have a version of it yeah some choreography that no one's ever seen before yeah just our way of saying thank you to our patreons Alan, would you be able to throw up one of the songs you've been working on as well for our people? One thing we haven't talked about is, you know, how do we decide what songs go into what we do? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and really, you know, part of it is just being brave enough to, sh- to, sh- to throw stuff out to each other. I think the thing about it, uh, the three of us as musicians is we don't feel afraid to fail, you know, so much. So I, can, I have no problem throwing stuff out. But then I also have no problem with the fact that I'm saying, like splinters, splinters I'm saying, uh, no, this is this is not this is not good, and you know, and and then, and then either I can abandon it or I can try something else with it. And in fact, we've done it several times. In fact, we when we did the opening number, I rewrote the opening number. Uh, so this last year at festival, we got sick of doing the same opening we were, for the Uber show. We were doing uh, Game of Thrones, and so I want. We're walking out on a Sunday night, and I look at look at Katie. And I go, Katie, I'm writing us a new theme song, and she's like, Okay. <laughs> and then it was like Wednesday. I'm Wednesday. I'm like, Here's our new theme song. She's like, Wow, that was fast. So so I rewrote that, it was, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's one of my yeah, I love songs. it. But to be fair, now so here's the thing. So we were playing this on a, on Saturday morning. Like I literally penned it put it out and we had never played it before. And suddenly we're going to play this in the next show and all the b- people are excited. But then we're on stage and Kristen is sitting next to me with the violin and we're practicing the, playing the song. And she get we hit a certain point, looks at me and she kind of gives me that, that look like, Hmm. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I'm, and I'm bouncing. I'm like, I wrote a song. Look at me. I wrote a song. And then, and she, she, we hit this part. She's like, she looks at me like, Hmm. Like, 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 I don't like this part. So then finally I stopped. I go, Kristen, you keep giving me this face. What's up? And she's like, I don't like this part. And I'm like, all right, let's fix it. So then we, I really, literally, I like gave her like free choices. I'm like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And then she's like, yeah, that's it. We changed it and it was way better. And so I appreciate it. So, you know, I mean, that that's how I do it. And uh, and, and we never feel afraid to to fail in front of each other, which is which make is faces fantastic. Each other. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen and Alan are just, they're geniuses at making our sound, which no one can pinpoint what our sound is, but they're also just 
partially because of the lack of ego, I think, between the three of us, but also just you, I love just everything you make and it, you, you understand how music goes together so much better than I do um, in a lot of ways. And it's just beautiful. And I just want to give you praise because you do all of this amazing work that, and then I come in and be like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to hit the drum now is how I feel half the time. I know it's not quite that way. And sometimes when my, (laughs) my favorite times are when Alan's like, Oh, this chord isn't quite right. I'm like, try an A. And he's like, (laughs) That may actually work. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So. I will say that it is one of the um, nicest things when I'm choreographing to stop and go, I really wish that part wasn't there and have Adam go, we can talk to the, the musicians about it can, that. We can we take can it change out. That. <laughs> can we? <laughs> and it's, it's really nice to be able to work with you guys on that as like shortening songs because there's you know our props only last for two and a half minutes i don't know if most people know that but our props don't last that long so all the songs have to go within the amount of time that our props will last and some of them don't last that long some of them last longer yeah we don't usually last longer than two and a half minutes on stage at a time it's, it's came to that time frame just by yes our props last two and a half minutes but also we want to you know, keep the audience guessing on what's coming next. So we want quick turnover of props and music and just to keep the show moving. Right. But my, my point was, was that it's nice to be able to go, our prop is starting to extinguish this one yes. that we want to use. We need to wrap it up and be able to tell you guys, hey, we need it to end at two minutes and 15 seconds or around two yep. minutes or around a minute 50 or whatnot and have you guys go, oh, no problem. Yeah, it's been awesome. I know Alan and I, I, I laughed because Chris and I choreographed Burning Boots to the music that Alan gave us for Burning Boots. And Chris and I got so far, we're like, yep, that's the end. And I told Alan, he's <laughs> yeah. like, no, that's not the end. I'm like, that's all we got. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> so, yeah, we agreed. He's like, can you just end it here? I'm like, can we? I'm just, I, uh, we I, I, so I, I think about it, I'm like, I was like, I believe in you, Alan. You can do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of my favorite things uh, when we're traveling and we don't have you guys. And uh, something will happen. The music won't work. Or Adam's standing there. And then he always makes the comment, this never happens when I have my musicians. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Actually, I do say that to the audience at times. The music goes bad. And I'm just stop and go, never happens with a live band. one final question for you guys and this is a blue sky question so if you could change one thing to improve the performance of fondazi what would it be it doesn't have to be music related it can be just group related as well get us a bass a bass <laughs> oh get us a yeah not a bass of reference but a bass bass like a yeah a bass oh player. add some low end i like that so i don't necessarily mean we have to have a bass player or anything that's just the first that popped like what do we always complain about not having i'm like oh we just had a bass player here or you know, i can play bass low end i know you can but you can't play guitar and bass at the same time no. Ellen. not yet <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs> i can just imagine alan with all these guitars wrapped around him and just like 
Yes. There was a so I was in a I was in a band called Band Fifty One, uh, and I, I I would bring up on on stage I had like four like four guitars I think it was hilarious because I'd have like this this ring of guitars around me of all the different they're all different tunings and stuff like that, and it was it was kind of the joke that I just needed to have kept having to have more guitars so. This is the only band I've been in a long time where I have like one guitar, and and we and we have the 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 backup that we need just in case because right. right. I, I can't change a string, I can't change a string in the time it takes us to keep the show moving. So we have a guitar, a secondary one, just as a a savior if something happens. A times, right? Usually once a season, right? Yeah, yeah. One time, yeah. One time the the something happened where I thought I thought the battery was out, but I wasn't sure. Uh, and so we just qu- really quickly changed it so I could get back in. The, and the other time we almost had to use it. Yeah. I think only I think one that time. was the only time we had the code Yuri since, since I started. Code Yuri. Yeah. Code Yuri. What about you, Kristen? What is one thing that you could change? Uh, I, you know, I can't even think of anything. I partly cause I haven't been here so long. Like, you know, there's less time to, notice things that could be changed but yeah i I don't have anything actually for that one i was (laughs) when i looked at the questions i was like that's the only one i just don't have any idea for me uh and we've talked about in other off podcast conversations is the ability to make the band a little bit more mobile uh so having them be essentially wireless so we could have a more immersive experience with the music of fondazi that'd be cool yuri what do you think you know, uh, speaking of that, uh, it, we used to back when we were in the in the Vardo, we would come out during the last song, and and Heather and I would like dance and move around, and we had these super long chords to do to do that. But it's not as easy now because of the way we're sitting up on the side and stuff, and we're all kind of packed into that corner. So that would be really cool. Um, also, I think we need to get uh, Yuri a microphone <laughs> because I think every, <laughs> that's, that's what I think we should do. I think that is a bad idea. I think we should. I think we should. I think people should write in a campaign <laughs> and uh, to get Yuri a mic to get Yuri his own, his own microphone because uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what Yuri would do with a microphone. I do, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he does will be entertaining for the audience and not so much for the rumbar. <laughs> he started his urination without telling anybody, so. I know. <laughs> That's a private matter. <laughs> so if you don't notice, um, it is definitely, uh, so I, I often will give glares or I will give looks um, occasionally back at the uh, dancers. And the entire time, I swear, Kristen is just looking at Alan going, what are you doing? What did you just say? Why did you say that? And so if, Al, if, if Yuri gets a mic, I, I think Kristen absolutely needs a mic as well. I will say that that just... That's an even be, worse idea. Should be the yang to my yin? Well, Matryoshka is going to be mic'd next year for, for sure. So maybe Yay. she can be the voice of reason. Nice. Like, Yuri, we do not talk like this. <laughs> Let's be realistic. I would totally be like, yeah, Yuri, go. Okay, fine. I will try to keep the monkeys <laughs> in the cage. Do you know that we met before? These are my monkeys. This is my circus.
that was really great to have all the musicians on and get an in-depth look at the music of Fondazzi. Yes, it was. I really enjoyed uh, learning all about them. Yeah, all about them and all about their musical tendencies, where they get their inspiration from. I really love how um, appreciative they are of each other and of the dancers and how, you know, we get to get a, get a look at how Fondazi operates, not only as dancers and musicians, but also just the entire cohesive group. Right. I don't really think people understand how cohesive, I think that's the perfect word for it, that we are with them, that we take their feedback, they take our feedback, that we really listen to what the the group needs as a whole. Right. I don't, I'm not even sure how many of our fans have watched us enough to realize that Raiderly went from being primarily just a Fondazi dancer to then working in the band almost exclusively. She comes out for the Uber show and plays with Fire then. But we we made that decision purposely offering her that that position because we wanted connection between the dancers and musicians. We wanted it to be bigger, one better. big group. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A few of the things came up for Patreon, and I just want to take a moment to remind our fans that during this time when we're not performing live, Patreon is how we're earning income to bring more fire back to the Minnesota Renaissance Festival in 2021. And, um, you know, in addition to Patreon, we're also having, we have new t-shirts out this season. We have old t-shirts out. We are um, going hats. to be selling hats and looking into sweatshirts. We're also going to be having a new button soon. I know that Minnesota Festival has already started, but we still are going to have a button out yeah, that'll be a thank you gift for our two dollar contributors. Just like donating two dollars to our hat at the festival, you donate two dollars on Patreon to send you a commentary response on the back of our buttons. Right. Until next time, you stay safe, everybody.